Attention listeners, learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. You know we'll never be 100% perfect, though you can chase it. Every piece of knowledge you add to your tool belt just makes you a more rounded person. Jamie is going to be raining value every single episode, along with the amazing guests that he has on the show. They'll be from all walks of life, from all different industries, all sharing their amazing and individual unique stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has learnings from their experiences, and we want to share that with you. As Jamie loves to say, let's go get it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. I'm uh, joined today by a special guest, very special, connected by uh, one of your team members uh, who reached out and said, hey, uh, you need to get, I'm not going to give her name away just yet, you need to get so-and-so on the podcast, it'd be an, an amazing episode and give a lot of value and, and content to the listeners as well. Uh, so we had the CEO of Megaphone Marketing uh, who originally just started out as a, a company with four people when she when she joined. Uh, she comes from a creative background uh, and got into a bit of digital analytics uh, in a startup in New York, out of all places, uh, one of my personal favorite places of the world to go to. Uh, she has now found her spot in the amazing Melbourne, uh, the uh, the world's most livable city, voted multiple times. Uh, but she joins us today, Lauren Oakes. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're, a, we're in your amazing space. Uh, well done. Looks a, looks very good. I'm, uh, I like the I like the style. I like the style. How many people do you have here? I have about thirty people here. Thirty. Now. Thirty yeah. of the agency. Good. Cool. 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 And how long ago were you here at Megaphone? Yeah, so I've been here about five years now. Started yeah. when there was three or four of us in the team. Yeah. So it's been a very exciting journey to get to thirty in that, good. that space of time. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, who knows? Maybe in the next couple of years might be. 30, 60, 90, 100 people, who knows? Well, we had huge growth goals for this year, but coronavirus has sort of taken a side Taken a bit of a hit on that, totally. Um, but we just had to be a little bit creative in the strategies we put together. Good, love it, love it. So look, we're going to start with some rapid fire, usual way to start. Great. Here we go. Favourite song right now? Oh, Casey Musgraves. There's an artist. Uh, Casey Musgraves. I can't even think of the name of the song. Okay, Casey Musgraves. Go, must listen to her. Favourite song to get pumped up to? Oh, ready for it, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, all right. <laughs> Bit of Swifty. Um, favorite movie? Uh, the Blind Side. Yes, good one. Favorite book? I just read Start with Why by Simon Sinek. Okay. Book. Yeah. Okay. Favorite TV show? Friends. Friends. How many episodes? How many seasons does Friends have? Ten seasons. I just finished the the last episode of the last season again last <laughs> night. <laughs> the last season again. One thing that you hate or dislike? Can't say coriander. Oh, well, that would be it. Um, so you, don't, you don't like coriander? I hate coriander, yeah. Okay, well, you can't say that because that's what the rules were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I dislike, slow walkers. <laughs> slow walkers, especially in the shopping centre? Absolutely. Just like push them out of the way and stuff? <laughs> well, you can't get within 1.5 metres of anyone right now anyway, so no. you have to never get your way through. Funniest or craziest thing you've done? I think going to college in America was the craziest decision I made. For what reason? I mean, just sort of, I'd never really done anything like that before, never lived out of home, just packed out my life and went to college in America, stayed in a dorm there, so it was a huge adjustment from home life yeah, to totally. living over How there. was it? Incredible. Was it everything like the movies are, or like not as bad or worse? or? It was It was definitely just like the movies are. <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um <laughs> Are you more of a book or audio book? Book. Book. Summer or winter? Summer. Summer. 
Tell us something that no one knows about you. Uh, I have one kidney. Okay. There you go. Not if, everyone knows that. <laughs> not, not everyone knows it. There you go. If you could choose one person in the world to have lunch with, uh, alive, past, present, dead, you've got a two-hour limit, though, so you haven't got forever. Two-hour limit, who would it be? I think at the moment, Jacinda Ardern, New Zealand's Prime Minister. Yeah. She's done incredible work. I'd love to have a chat with her. Okay, nice. Okay. Greatest thing you've learnt? I think perseverance. Okay, touch on that a bit later. What was 10-year-old you like? A nightmare, probably. <laughs> do you want to get your mum on the phone and ask her that? <laughs> She'll probably confirm that. Yeah, totally. So, a nightmare. Cool, all right. I had a lot of energy as a child. A lot of energy, okay, okay. What's one trait or quality that you find resonate in the maybe the first five immediate people in your circle? I think very genuine. Genuine. Cool, love it. I asked that last question on purpose because it actually, like the people you have around you obviously says a lot about who you are, but then it also says like, well, what do you look for in people? Because then that sort of reflects who you are as well. Definitely. I think, yeah, someone who's genuine and honest, that's the sort yeah. of people you want Good. to be I like speaking it. with, you know, working with, living with. Yeah, absolutely. Just having a genuine conversation with, whether it's about work or, or personal stuff, just have a down-to-earth combo. I like absolutely. it. I like it. So you, I mentioned earlier that uh, part of the, the intro that you were in New York and you have a creative background. Let's look back it right up to as far as you want to go and sort of share what the journey was to sort of getting to here, you know, to Megaphone, uh, where it all began, why you packed up everything, went to New York or America. Uh, how did all that happen? Where did it all go? Yeah, so when I finished high school, I was always very creative at high school, did a lot of work in, you know, sculpture, art, design um, and sort of materials, technology as well. And so leaving, uh, leaving high school, I wanted to go into something creative, which is why I took um, the, the direction into industrial design. Okay. And then also wanted to partner that with marketing as I knew it was going to be an area that there was going to be a lot of opportunity and growth in. Yeah. But the way my mind works, I needed that creative aspect yeah. as well. Got it. So that was a great partnership in terms of what I wanted to achieve. But finishing university there, I realized that what I wanted was going to be that advertising agency type style you know very similar to what we have here awesome. that, that agency life so that was that was sort of a goal that was set after completing university so you had this vision to an extreme plus yeah. or minus a little bit definitely and i think the way that i went about getting there wasn't typical you know yeah. i could have gone straight into a marketing degree but i think had i done that it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have got to exactly where i am here today okay yeah totally totally so you left school did that degree and how did you get to America like how did the New York thing happen <laughs> yeah so I actually went the first time I moved to America was for college yeah uh, for an exchange basically and so then once I was there in, Pen- in Pennsylvania there was a four-hour bus ride to New York and sort of got a taste of that life it's just I mean you've been there you sort of know that the vibe of the city Absolutely. and you go there and yeah. you fall in love with the city correct yeah and so I came back from New York after college and just was basically working my way to get back to New York Okay. Um, and then an opportunity arose to head over there and, yeah, worked with a New Zealand company over there. So a New Zealand company in New, New Zealand York. company in New York, which was fantastic. So a really, really great team over there. And what was the business? The business was Nudge Analytics. And okay. so they're a digital marketing analytics, basically real-time analytics for content marketing. Well, so you can compare the results from your content across, you know, advertisements or blog articles or sponsored content. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really fast-paced environment. The office was just two blocks below Times Square. Wow. So, yeah, 
was very Good exciting spot. to be there. Yeah, Great spot totally. to be there. Good team? Fantastic team as well. Yeah. yeah. And how long were you there for? As if a year. A year. Okay. And then from there, what happened to then moving, was it to straight to Megaphone or what, what was there something yeah, in between? Yeah, it was, it was straight to Megaphone. So I made the decision to move to Melbourne, um, you know, like you said, most livable city in the world. <laughs> uh, but the move from New York to Melbourne seemed a lot, uh, I guess, ma- more manageable coming from such a busy city yeah. than back to Wellington in New Correct. Zealand. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, came here and thought I'd look for opportunities, which is where I found Megaphone. Yeah. And I remember my, my first interview, you know, it was a very small company, but, you know, the vision of, of Max Hurton, who's a director, was, was very inspiring and it was definitely awesome. something that I wanted to pursue. I could see the potential of yeah. growth in the company yeah. and, you know, a very exciting place in the industry totally so how long ago was that would have been what four five years ago five years ago so social media was well the marketing side of and ads was definitely a thing but it wasn't like what it is today it wasn't the beast that it is today like what was ads like then like was it as advanced obviously not as advanced but like what was it what could it do what couldn't it do yeah it was it was a lot more basic and i think what we have you know, what's been developed over the last five years has been the analytics side of things. Yes. So you can actually base your results on data. I remember when I first started advertising, if anyone's familiar with, with advertising, you the first thing you should do is install a Facebook pixel on your website. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you should have that be, to be tracking your results. That wasn't something that we had originally so the, the, a Facebook pixel wasn't it didn't exist? Uh, yeah, it wasn't something that, you know, we needed to set up for conversions. Oh, there you so go. you could track yeah. people but not yeah. conversions. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think maybe two, two years into that, was when we were, you, know, you just had to have that. For Correct, every like that was client. stock standard. Like, so yeah, things like that are a crazy like thing that back. we didn't actually have that, and totally. we couldn't tell clients how many purchases we got at the end of at the end of a month. Uh, so definitely changes for the better. I would totally, say. totally. So you came to Megaphone. There was three or four team members. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you started. What was your role there? Where was the company? Like who? What, what was? What was their position? And who were they working with? Who weren't they working with? What sort of work were they doing? And then what have you played to getting it to, to here? Yeah, so I stepped into the account management role. And so the role was basically to be managing you know, 10 to 12 clients myself, working on their campaigns, doing the design, the copy, the yep. strategy for those and setting them up. Um, from there, then the company started growing. You know, we're adding in more account managers to, to that role. Yep. And we also had the sales side of the business that was growing as well. Yep. Uh, from there, once we the team started growing, I was put into the head of accounts position, so you know, managing that accounts team, ensuring that we were getting the best results for our clients in all the areas. Yep. And then from there, about two years ago now, um, I stepped into the CEO role, awesome. which has been a huge well learning curve, but it's been a really exciting journey. And I think you know, starting from the ground up, understanding how the business works yeah. in every aspect yeah. has been a huge part of that. Yeah. I'm going to touch on that before we go any further because it's, it's happening right now, but for you as a CEO... What's been like your biggest challenge, you say, in that role? And what's been the biggest thing that you're like, I thought that would be harder? I think the biggest challenge is, is, is constantly having to adapt and change everything. So when we come up with a fantastic idea, you can't just sort of wipe your hands over and go, oh, it's great, we're done. Yeah. It, it's how can we involve that? How can we make that more? And yeah. so it's constantly having to be really guess, vigilant on making sure that everything is is evolving to that next stage. Yeah. So it's never going to be something that is finished or complete. Totally. You know, every strategy we have is constantly changing as the environment changes. You know, coronavirus is a fantastic example of that. Totally. 
if we'd stuck with our same strategies throughout this last six weeks, we would have got nowhere. Totally. But yeah, to be able to yeah. pivot that in, you know, 24 hours and change our entire so quickly, strategy, yeah. also change the strategies for our clients as well. They can't have insensitive ads going out there or anything like totally. that. Yeah. So it's just being very, I guess, agile in what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And what about the thing that you thought would be harder? You thought, oh, well, that would, that's all right, I could do that. Yeah, I think I thought, you know, managing people would be a lot harder. I think the way that we have, you know, done so well with that at Megaphone is that we put a lot of focus into hiring. Yeah. And so we're hiring people that are like-minded. They're excited to work with us, excited to build Megaphone. Mm. And so in terms of, you know, management as such, it's not, it's not as... Well, as that was difficult. going to be my next question. Like, what is your leadership and management style of being at that role where you've got a team of 30-odd people? How do you do that? Like, how do you manage that? How do you build that respect and trust through them? And again, like, I'm not saying this because you're young, but it, it must be tough at times being 28. Well, I don't know if you feel that, but being 28 and being the CEO and having to play that role. Like, have you felt that or and have you combated that? Definitely. And I think it does come from having that trust aspect. You know, you need to hire people that you can trust. Yeah. And like I said before, genuine people. Yeah, nice. And so yeah. if you're hiring people that, you know, you truly believe are right for the role, then you do have that you know creative freedom for them to yep. step into the role and develop it yeah we do say as well we want everyone to be driving their own path we don't want it to have to tell you where you need to go in your role or what's yep. the next step yeah we want you to show us um and you know Good. we're we're strong believers of it doesn't matter how long you've been at a company in order to you know progress further mm. it's you know are you right for that role correct if you've been here three months but you're showing you know huge growth and ability then we want to reward that correct and then you, you put them in that, that position that they deserve to be in, and exactly. they're playing at yeah good good so i want to go back to new york you said it was busy bustling like new york is doesn't matter where you go there's two there's there's um car horns going off and it's just mm-hmm. crazy times what was the biggest lessons from new york i think what i learned was working with people that are just so fast-paced and driven and the way that their minds work is so different than I had experienced before so you know understanding that you know perhaps I could have been moving faster as well and so prior prior to that yeah yeah. so going to New York and you know everything's going a million miles a minute everyone has a place to be everyone has a goal they're trying to achieve everyone has just such a strong purpose there which I hadn't really seen up until New York okay and that's the part that I really fell in love with the city yeah was that more with just your team or just in general? Everyone. Everyone walking down the street. You know, <laughs> that person has someone to go. I now understand why you hate slow walkers. <laughs> you know, you can't walk slow there. Like you exactly. get knocked over and you push on the, on, on the gutter. Um, so fast-paced, having that, that passion, that drive to achieve something and not really stopping until you really get there. Yeah, and I think another thing, you know, learning from, from Ben Young, who was the CEO of Nudge over there, you know, he had this great vision for the, the startup that I was working at and it was just very inspirational to see him him working there. The opportunities that we had, you know, going into Vogue headquarters over there to, you know, pitch the product were incredible and exciting and that gave me a, a taste for that, that agency type style. Yeah, it nice. gave me that a taste for, you know, winning clients and that sort of the rush and success totally. that you can get from that. Yeah, ringing the bell like you see exactly. in the movies. Well, we've got a gong just over there. Oh, you do? There yeah. you go. See? There it is. See? <laughs> see? Perfect. Um, cool. So tell me a little bit more about Megaphone now though because there's probably a lot of agencies out there and there's some good, there's some bad. I guess that's with everything and anything when you're looking at business uh, right now. But tell us a little bit more about like what Megaphone does and doesn't do um, and yeah, what separates you guys. Yeah, so I think... Megaphone puts a lot of focus on on the staff, on the people. And so making sure that we have the absolute best people here and also the people that, you know, if you're really 
is respectful and appreciative of your staff, they're going to be delivering better results to clients. Yep. And so we are very I guess, employee focused here. So it's all about making sure that you know, we are doing the absolute best for our employees. Yeah. Being very open and transparent with about the business and Megaphone, I think yep. helps keep everybody on board. We all want to be working towards the exact same goal rather than actually, you know, telling people what they have to do. So, you know, we all need to collectively work towards the goal. Yeah, nice, nice. So on that front, like why should, like why do brands need to advertise now? Like it sounds like a silly question. Yeah, you should be doing social media marketing or you should have some sort of promotion, promoting somewhere. Why now more than ever do you feel? I think there's sort of two ways to look at that. And so initially, you know, initially yes, all brands need to be on social media. It's a time where you can actually you know, have trackable results as well. It's not something like putting an ad in a newspaper and just hoping Correct. it sort of goes in front of your target the audience. Right people, yeah. But with the advertising you can do online on social media, you can target it to the people that are most likely to be interested in your ads. You can look at the results that you get from those people. You can say, look, you know, of these people, these people have converted and Correct. are interested. You can validate your strategy yep. across yep. online, whereas. billboard or a magazine or anything or bus yeah it's not going to be as tangible and you can't show and deliver those results it's hard to and like like you mentioned earlier you were able to pivot so quickly like you can do that based on the results and the data that you have like you can't really pivot a a bus ad in 24 hours no you can't change that so quickly whereas online you can what's been some of the the biggest revelations you've seen in social media and if you want to get technical you can but just some of the real powerful strategies that maybe so much more so like what Facebook have allowed, what Facebook is the driving force behind it all, but what they've created to on their back end to help customers, people, businesses get results. I think the analytics, just going back to the data side of things, that's how we function as an agency as well. It's all based on data. And if you can get the data, read the data, and you're getting fantastic results, that can build a scalable campaign. And so Facebook does give you that ability to, to track that. But also knowing how to use that, I think, definitely is, is best. So definitely a common Agreed. thing that we would be wanting to set up for a new client would be a funnel strategy. So yep. understanding that you need to be targeting people with multiple advertisements to get somebody engaged and to convert from there as well is going yep. to be... It's going to be a great step for any business to step into. This just comes to my mind right now. What do you see being the next big thing when it comes to ads? Whether it's a particular platform, whether it's a particular option that you can tick a little box here and there that no one probably even sees and you're like, well, you got to tick that and that'll change the game. Or do you, do you know something that we don't know about ads online that maybe like myself or the listeners might be like, well, I'm going to do that. What's a little inside secret maybe? I think at the moment, so with the current economic climate, we have seen a huge reduction in CPMs. And so a CPM is the cost per thousand people that your ads are delivered to. Okay. And so with the reduction in that, it means that it's actually more cost effective to be advertising right now in this current climate. And so, you know, I know that there are a lot of businesses out there that will be wanting to wait until this is, you know, over Past, to start marketing. Yeah. But realistically, if you want to be engaging that audience now, it's 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 more cost effective. Like right now is like, like right the time. Now. On that, like during this climate... What are some tips and some strategies maybe for the listeners that can do and can implement? But how have you seen the biggest changes during this time? Like you said, you're able to pivot so quickly. In what way? Like what was your mindset? One, as a CEO, but one, as someone that's going to create content for your clients. What was that that you were thinking about? 
The copy on the advertisements is probably the most important part throughout this. Copy on ads is something that we we see a lot of issues in when clients do come on board and have been running it themselves or running it with another agency. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing, you know, make a pretty image and slap some text on it and, and send it out and hope All the best. best. Yeah. Um, but copy can have a huge impact on a campaign. Really wanting to use, you know, colloquial language. No one wants an ad that they feel like they're being sold to. You know, yeah. you want an ad where someone's talking to you, ask a question, you yeah. know, pose a dilemma, make, you know, some fun with it. You know, some puns, they're always great. Uh, you know, you really want to be keep people engaged and enjoy the advertising that you're doing. And so copy throughout this time has been a huge part. You know, you don't want to be putting anything in Correct. It's very, um, yeah, it's a touchy area. Yeah. And so that was what we had to do, you know, a really quick turnaround with every single one of our clients to make sure we were leaning into that. And using this time, you know, people are working from home, understanding that they're going to be looking at your ads at home, yeah. potentially, yeah. and they, you know, work from top half to <laughs> bottom half. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. you know, leaning into that. You know, if you've got a pajama brand, you know, lean into the fact that is your new work pants. True. You know, yeah, nice. Be a little bit entertaining with your. Well, I heard Ugg boots. Their sales have gone up because. I'm not surprised. Yeah, because obviously everyone's <laughs> home. And like, well, I've got to go, got to get comfy clothes. Um, yeah, and uh, I was ex- explaining to everyone, you know, how when we're looking at where we need to be going for our lead generation over this time, there's so many areas. You know, looking at homewares, looking at activewear because people mm. wear activewears, mm. pants now, and uh, you know sort of interior design stuff. And over the first couple of weeks of isolation, I realized that I ticked all of those boxes. I've got new plates, new, <laughs> new cups, new activewear, everything just on the way. Just your own lifestyles. What did we all just buy? What did we spend the most amount of money on last week? Let's put some, let's put like, some energy there. This is what's happening, guys. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my house. Let me show you. Like, this is what I bought. I bought all this, bought all that. Love it, love it. What about post-COVID? Mm-hmm. Some tips, strategies, thoughts, maybe something that you're thinking about already? whether you guys do or you would think would work post-COVID? I think everyone's going to need to be very aware of how the entire landscape is going to change. It's not going to be post-COVID, let's go back to normal. Mm. There's going to be a lot of consumers, you know, just like you know, my parents who have, have switching to online marketing, uh, not online marketing, sorry, online shopping. Yep. And, you know, that's something that potentially they may not have considered in the past, but now they've had to be forced into that position. Mm-hmm. They're noticing it's easier, it's more convenient. You can have subscriptions. They can be delivered on time. <laughs> and so, you know, the consumer that potentially wasn't shopping online now is shopping online. So they're, they're you know, being reconfigured to now do that on a regular basis and so realistically people that we couldn't reach before through online marketing are now going to be there people who were hesitant to shop online are now shopping online yeah so yeah. for the marketing space for digital marketing specifically i think there's going to be a, a bit of growth uh, following this we have seen a lot of growth through a huge portion of our clients as well awesome you know, looking at the return on campaigns for people in the industry you know health space or you know gym or anything yeah. like that yeah home gym, gym equipment, you know, seeing the return on the campaigns skyrocket tenfold over yeah, the last totally. month. Even been... like PTs and stuff going online, like that would be a, a big thing. I guess there's probably so many PTs who haven't gone online, but doing it properly, like you said, having a good image, but having good copy is what's going to separate from the rest who just throw a, yeah, here's a workout plan and here's some copy that I came up with when I was from, you know, grade five, a PowerPoint document or something exactly. um, that they've got. Um, okay, cool. For, because I'm, I'm, I'm still... Because obviously I own businesses and I'm thinking for myself, but even like post COVID, like you said, it, we won't go back to the same. Mm-hmm. But do you see new trends coming out when it does come to yeah online purchasing or online advertising or getting support for from an agency to boost your company sales online? Like, do you see a new trend 
or something that would that will start. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that there will be a lot more people shifting towards online yeah. marketing. I think you know, subscription models are going to become a lot more popular. People yeah. are noticing that convenience side of things. The CPM now has reduced, but I imagine that'll go higher when everyone's True. going to be competing yes. for that. Yeah. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be more important to be utilizing you know, a marketing agency over this time because your advertising is going to have to be a lot more creative, a lot more innovative After, yeah. afterwards yeah. Yes, yeah. if you're you know, having to compete against more people. Correct, yeah. And I think what I am noticing is that you know, TikTok has skyrocketed in terms of popularity. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been monitoring the advertising on that quite closely. And I think from that, their perspective, like how they're promoting TikTok, Oh no! From how from brands now advertising on TikTok. Ah yes, yes. So, the uh, results they're getting. Yes. yes. Uh, there's been a number of you know small to medium sized brands, also huge brands that are advertising on TikTok now, and the the previous target demographic was very young on TikTok. But over this time, you know, you're, you're getting up, you're getting the you know thirty year olds, you're getting the forty year olds, you're getting their parents totally. on there, and so I think it's going to be a platform where it is a really viable option for advertising for not just brands that are appropriate for a younger audience. Correct. So. Prior to COVID, would you have steered away from? Again, depending on the depending on the the brand, I definitely wouldn't have been as excited about it. Okay, whereas now, yeah, you probably are. Anything else like that? Any other new platforms that you see might be a good marketplace to? Not in terms of new platforms. I think Instagram's still incredibly strong, still fantastic. What's your go-to? I know it depends, but Facebook, Instagram. Where do you normally? Instagram. Definitely. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I love Instagram. Like, I can't remember the last time I was on Facebook. Like, I just link everything across. Like Everything just gets posted. Messenger? Great. Um, totally, but. yeah, but very distracting. I hate when people want to have a conversation on Messenger. It's like you all, all of a sudden you end up back on Facebook and you're just scrolling random things. Well, it's great. Um, now everyone just video calls. Catching how up good with everybody. is it? Yeah. Friends all around the world and we don't usually catch up on a weekly basis. Yeah. But now, now that this has happened, we're totally. touching base a more lot more. More connected. Yeah, I almost feel like I'm more connected over this time. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to like, chime in on that. Like For me personally... I think I'm probably so much more clear. I've got so much more clarity. I'm probably feeling better. I'm doing a lot more self-development myself because I've got that time. And I am too, like doing a lot more video calls where I used to be like, nah, ain't got time for that shit. I'm not doing a video call, not doing anything random. It was always a, a text message or a, a voice note mm-hmm. on like WhatsApp potentially. Uh, but yeah, now I'm all about that whole video lifestyle because it's like, well, if I can't see you over the phone, then I'm never going to see anyone because um, technically we're not, we're not allowed to go outside, <laughs> um, which is good. What, what about megaphone? Like, what role post COVID do you see you guys like getting like real busy, like having a real big with your current clients, like helping them out more than ever, mm-hmm. and then new people wanting to come on board? Yeah, definitely. I think helping our current clients out again, pivoting that strategy when we come out of you know, lockdown, essentially, yeah. is going to be really important. Yeah. Um, making sure that we are just running the best advertisements out there. Yeah. So understanding that it is going to be, there is going to be more advertising online yeah. and understanding that you know our ads do need to be the best possible, which is always our goal as well. Yeah. Um, and then looking to new people that want to, like I said, will, do you think more people, new people would want to be getting into this space? Yes, I definitely think new people will be wanting to get into the space as well. And so this is an opportunity where a lot of brands are taking that step back to look at their their marketing plans. Yes. Where I've had a lot of conversations with people over this time, you know, wanting to help our businesses in terms of what is their best next step. Yeah. And yeah. so there is a lot of people that, you know, now is the time that they are looking at what they can do in marketing, totally. understanding what's going to happen yeah. coming out of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Where does Megaphone sit into that, like specifically? Like what are you guys actually, I'm not, I'm not going to say like what do you do best, but 
in a way, yeah, like what is your target thing? Like what do you guys do real well? I think there's a, a, a number of things that we do really well, but the way that we approach it is a little bit different, I think. You know, we're not as an agency that's specialised on one service or another. It's that holistic approach. And so we want to approach marketing from a business perspective so how can we grow your business as best possible rather than how can we do good marketing for you yeah nice and so it's you know whether that is across google or or facebook or seo or you know whether we need to be doing email funnels yeah we will pivot that strategy towards what's going to get the best results so it's it's definitely more results oriented than you know we're great at facebook we are great at facebook we are great at google Um, and those are probably the two platforms that, you know, we see across totally. a lot of our clients. Yep. So Facebook and Instagram, because yep. Facebook owns Instagram, I usually totally. love yeah. them together. Absolutely, yeah. And I love what you said there, like it's more about seeing and helping their company or business grow, not just like, hey, look what we did with our social media. You got so much return, well done, but the business isn't growing. Exactly. You want to see the whole thing move forward and you guys play a pivotal part in that through the advertising space, which is now 90%, 80% online. Exactly. And it's all about working with a brand to create a desirable offer. Yeah. And so if, if a brand comes to us and, you know, they they are priced higher than their competitors and, you know, have extra charge on shipping or anything like yeah. that, we're not going to be able to deliver those results. So it's our job to come to them and say, look, let's adjust things like Correct. this. Let's then you'll this. have a desirable offering yeah. and then we can market that offering. Yeah, nice. So nice. it's we've got yeah a lot of business experts in-house and that's how we want to be addressing it and looking awesome. at it. And yep. I think that that's how you're going to get the best results. Yeah, totally. Even just walking through, there were so many different sections. Like, what is it? Like, maybe the question is, what don't you do? Because it seems like you do a lot. Like, there was like, I thought, like a little photo thing over there. Like, what do you guys actually do here? Yeah, so, I mean, everything digital. So that is social media marketing, Google advertising, SEO, website development. We do content creation as well, Pinterest, Twitter, Anything digital, yeah, I think yeah. you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And did you do all that when you started or was that... No, so we've developed into that. And I think the way that we approach it is we are a marketing company, yeah. but we do all of these things. So when we are creating content, we're creating content for marketing. Yeah. We've got a videographer in-house and so that's videography content that's being created nice. for marketing. Yeah. And our websites, this is the one thing that I think is, is, is really fantastic that we have developed, is the offering to build websites for I guess a marketing perspective. Realistically, these days, you know, mark, uh, social media marketing can be responsible for ninety percent of your sales. And so, why not have a mm. website that's optimized towards yeah, your marketing good. strategy? Smart. Yeah. And good so, point. we are not a, a website development agency. We're a marketing agency, and we can build you websites that will convert socially. Nice. Because yeah. some businesses, it's purely just like their website is to purchase. Like it's just buy. Exactly. And if their Facebook's like you guys have done an amazing work with the social media side, they get to the website and it lets it down. There's no trust or anything on there, then it's very difficult. Totally, to, to get totally. It. And there's a little tip there, like get your like your website. It doesn't have to be a, like a six figure website. Just have it deliver, have it exactly. match, have it. You know, from a brand perspective, like you, like you spent all that money on social media, beautiful content that you create, beautiful copy that you create. I go to your website and it's like, what's this? Is this even the same brand? What's going on? That's another problem we see when, when it's really unfortunate actually, when companies spend, you know, 40, 50 grand on building a beautiful website with a design agency and yeah, it looks pretty, but you know, it's slow to load or it doesn't convert. Mm-hmm. And what we mm-hmm. want is a website that delivers you return. No one, no one has ever come to us saying that, you know, we want a website that looks the best, don't care about sales. <laughs> totally. It looks great, but it does nothing. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. Good. Um, cool. So from a little bit more on megaphone, cause I'm, obviously fascinated 
how does like something like this just become a thing? Like social media marketing, again, five, 10 years ago was a thing, but maybe it wasn't a full-time job. Maybe a few people here and there did it, but now it's like a career. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lifelong thing and it's probably going to get bigger and bigger and have so many more arms to it like you guys have done. What do you see the future of within Megaphone, but then also in the industry? Yeah, I think it's just going to constantly be evolving. Um, for Megaphone specifically, we want to be branching out into content and, and branding side of things as well. Okay. And so that's typically not what we do here, but pushing that side of things is going to be really exciting. Um, you know, content is being really well received online really valuable content though totally it's it's Agreed. not just you know getting out that blog post every week yeah. it's can we deliver high value content that act is actually educational and yeah. you know helps the audience and so that's something that we really want to be focusing on over the over the next year or so okay good good and what about for the industry like do you see it just continually to boom and grow definitely and i think the great thing about this industry is that it's not just focused on one platform. Yep. You know, we have a lot of platforms that we can be working with totally. in order to deliver results. Yep. So even if, God forbid, Facebook was to <laughs> go under. Close. Um, <laughs> there's going to be another platform, you know, TikTok. MySpace will come back. <laughs> we'll <on> that. <laughs> MySpace will come back. I love it. Um, yeah, so definitely there's going to be new platforms that come out. Yeah. The platforms that exist are just constantly evolving what they have as well. They're competing against each other, and so they constantly need to be evolving their offering. Absolutely. So the, I don't think this is going to be a space that ever stills, and we can we can see that through our advertising. A strategy that works three months ago doesn't work well, now. So it needs it's constantly fast paced, yeah, changing. Totally, totally. Maybe give like if you can just a couple of tips. Maybe, maybe five tips. Something that again the listeners can take away and maybe want to implement straight away. And whether they're at that level or not, but just maybe like your top five. Because again, to be in a space like this is incredible. Like what would you suggest and give? Yeah, definitely. So number one, I would say set up your tracking from day one. Get that pixel installed on your website. You're going to get the best results from retargeting people that have already been to your website. So you want to be tracking every single person that goes to your website. Yeah. Set up the tracking, understand the analytics that, that are on Facebook so you can see if you are actually getting those good results. Yeah. Email sequences are another thing to set up. So you want to have a welcome sequence. If you're in an e-commerce brand, you want to be having an abandoned cart sequence. There are you know 10 or 12 sequences I would recommend for you. Those would be the first two to start with. Yeah. But realistically, a brand should be able to generate 15 to 20% of their revenue through automated flows on email marketing. Nice. And so yeah. if that's not something you're achieving, it would be a great thing to, to look at and address. Yeah. And this is something that you know we can either put time into and, and you can do that for you, or you can put time into that and do that. Yourself. And it's yeah. something that's going to constantly give you that return. Yeah. And so it's yeah. a huge, uh, sorry, it's a really valuable time. Spend. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. So just on that, is there... Like, and how do you achieve an email sequence is one thing, but how do you measure that? So if you're using a mail software, they yep. will have analytics on there, so yep. you can be tracking what's set up there. Yep. Again, jumping back to that um, pixel, totally. we can be setting up the tracking with your email as well. Nice. Uh, Klaviyo is a fantastic platform to be using. Yep. Uh, we use it for a number of our clients, and it's fantastic at bringing in that return, You know, totally. setting up sequences for particular products to... Yep. You know, engage someone, provide them value, send them reviews, and then be asking them to purchase throughout that email sequence. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Number three. Number three, I think always have a personal approach to your brand. The people that are purchasing your product are humans. 
so speak to them like they're humans. Yeah, totally. You know, if you're promoting a bit, you know, a computer, it doesn't probably matter that it has you know, all of these specific specifications. People just want to know, you know, the benefits for them. So Correct. really pushing the benefits yeah. over the features. Correct. And again, that's obviously product dependent. But again, most people just want to know, does it do what I want it to do? I don't really care. Like me personally, I don't really care how big the RAM or the, the pieces in the computer are. Like, does it do what I need it to do? Exactly. That's it. Is there free shipping? You know, is there yeah. a ten percent off code as well? Yeah. Those are the things that people care about. Yeah. Not you know the the I guess the technical features. Some people do, and it's good to have it there because for those buyers, you need to have that information for them. But at the same time, like I think when you go on social media, it's a very very visual experience. You want to have them know that whatever you're selling ticks the boxes for what you need it to be. Done. If you want to know the details, click on our website. Here's the you know the finer things from the brochure. Outside of that. Exactly. Something like Google advertising, that's where people will be searching particular search terms. Yeah, that's where you nice. can go into detail. Yeah. Those are the people that are looking for a specific product with specific features. Perfect. Social yeah. media, we're trying to sell to people that don't know necessarily that they want your product. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I like that. Like you said, like if they're going to go to Google and type in a, a, a identical, like I need this, then yeah, set up the marketing to suit that for whatever product that you have in that space. Cool. I like it. A personal approach. Cool. And it's funny, sorry, sorry, it's funny we have to say that. <laughs> but make it personal. It's almost like people have moved away from that. Like we got to be the the perfect post. It's got to say this because so and so said it. Like just be you. Do what resonates best with you. Because like, again, if someone comes, you don't want to be a different person on the phone or in a meeting compared to what an ad might have looked like. Exactly. You know? Cool. Right, number four. I think always ensure you've got purpose in your advertising. So don't just put up an ad and an image and you know expect people to understand what they should be doing with that. If you're if you're running the ad to new audiences, make sure you're explaining who your brand is, why somebody should engage with your brand. If you're providing them with reviews, make sure you're you know starting off with the reviews so that that copy has purpose on the on the advertisement. And if the goal of the ad is to retarget customers and get them to purchase, make sure you know you say shop now, buy now. Yeah, yeah. Click here, click to buy. Have that call to action. Yeah. So that's always going to be important to make sure that you know what the purpose of the ad is because if you don't know what the purpose of the ad is, I can guarantee you the consumer does not know (laughs) what the purpose of the ad is. How many different ads on that front would you, could you encourage people to run? Number of ads? Uh, If you're running... From different purposes. Different purposes. So if you're looking at a funnel, sort of an upside down uh, triangle, at the top of the funnel, this is where you are educating and engaging your audience in this stage, you could be running multiple different advertisements, and it's all about testing different things as well. One ad is not going to suit every single person in that target audience. I can Absolutely. assure you. Uh, so make sure <laughs> I can that assure you that you've heard it. She can assure you that. <laughs> uh, so make sure that you are actually, you know, splitting up those audiences, awesome. speaking to people. You know, if, if you're selling kids' clothing, split up that audience to you know mothers and fathers, and you can speak to you know the, okay. the parents yep. different yep. ways. Yeah. Uh, if someone has a child versus doesn't have a child, you can say mothers in your ad. And so it really mm. does speak directly to them. Yeah. And they can connect. Exactly. They'll feel more. like the ad is, is directed more towards to them. To them. Okay. So educate and engage. Okay, cool. Yep. Oh, sorry, that was only the first the first stage of yeah. the funnel. Yeah. So educate and engage people. Through the middle there, we want to be providing reviews, testimonials. This is where influencer is great as well. So doing an outreach to get people to use your brand and sort of show their followers. This is where you're sort of building that fear of missing out. And so other people are using the products. Other people are telling you how much they love them. You've got 500 five-star reviews. I'm missing out here. 
So you totally. need to be making sure you're, you're building that suspense. Yeah. And this is something, you know, you can do through advertising for any brand, whether it's a brand new brand, we can be reaching out to those people. We can be expanding that to start with. If we're, we're showing ads to people across different platforms, you're creating multiple touch points, you're appearing as if, you know, it is something that people might miss out on. Yeah. So yeah. we can control nice. that throughout the launch of a brand yeah. as well. So reviews, so educate and ed- engage, reviews, and what does it come down to? And then the last one is just getting people to convert. This yeah. is a direct copy. Shop now, buy now, push the value of the product. Absolutely. This could just be three dot points in terms of why someone should convert. Yeah. You know, ethical, organic, sustainable. Sustainable, yeah. Yeah, workfully sourced, whatever it is. Afterpay's available. Yeah. That's always a good Afterpay, one to push definitely. people over the line. These are the people that have been educated about your brand. They know who you are. They've seen your reviews. They've built trust up. They like you. Correct. they've gone and through these stages. They're Correct. still here. Yeah, yeah. Push them through to convert. If you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> Number five. Number five. I think don't be scared. When you are a new brand and you are starting marketing, don't be scared after spending $200 if you don't see a result. You know, It's going to take a little bit longer than that. If you consider the fact that we may need to reach someone six different times before they actually convert, mm-hmm. that may take 30 days. Yeah. And so if yeah. you start advertising and you run it for three days, and I know it's scary when you start and you're looking at it every 10 minutes to see if anyone's <laughs> visited your website. Has anyone clicked the link yet? Like, have they done yeah. anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, Has anyone even seen it? <laughs> yeah. So just, I think, give it some more time as well. Yeah. If, you know, if you're, you've done a little bit of research, you understand the targeting, you know it's your audience, you know it's going out to the right place, just give it a bit more time. Okay. But, you know, don't be too scared with, with what you're doing. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, um, thanks for those five tips. They're good. I've actually written them down as well, so you <laughs> might start to see my marketing get a lot better. Um, influencers, you said. Mm-hmm. What's your feel on that? How is it changing? What's the impact? I think that influencer outreach, as we would call it, you know, two years ago was incredibly effective. Yeah. I think now it's, it's still very effective. However, you need to be a lot more controlled about the way you do it. It's not just about sending your products out and hoping for the best. It's about building a really strong brief, making sure that the influencers that you're aligning with are your target audience, making sure that it's it's a lot more controlled than it has been in the past. And so getting influencers to work with you on a competition or a sale or something like that where you can actually use them to direct traffic somewhere yeah. or grow your email database. Yeah. That's the way we see the best results with influencer okay. as opposed to how, you know, a couple of years ago it worked where you could just send your product out to people and you'd see those sales come in. Correct, correct. So again, going back to the tracking as well, giving them particular codes that they can be promoting so you yeah. can see what actually works. Yeah. You can put UTM tracking codes on links as well if that's helpful. UTM? Yeah, UTM. UTM tracking codes. So that just means that you can track anyone who clicks through that link. Okay. And so you, you could see, you could compare the two influencers that you're using and see who gets the most clicks, who gets the most purchases. Yeah, nice. Okay. And then you know that you want to work with them again. Yeah. I think another piece of advice for influencer would be to work with someone longer term. Yeah. So rather than okay. you know, working with 10 influencers once, Work with three influencers over a three-month period. Got it. Yeah, okay. Um, and so you are actually getting brand recognition within their following yeah, rather yeah. than just one post, which you know may miss some of their audience depending Absolutely. on the time they've done Timing it. it. Yeah. Would you steer, again, product-dependent, price-dependent? Like, Are the micro-influencers still a powerful model or like going straight to the top? Like, What would you It really suggest? does depend on budget, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going to the top, that's, that's fantastic. And yeah. That's the sort of outreach we can do where you, you 
get an influencer with you know a million or two million followers and you see those sales come in immediately totally. yeah. where if you are using micro influencers it's going to be a lot slower yeah however for us micro influencers are fantastic because they're cost effective and we get beautiful content from that yeah, which we then nice. use in our advertising yeah okay. so the from the content perspective it's fantastic no matter what influencer you're using what level yeah yeah, yeah. When would you suggest that it's time for someone? Because maybe some people in startups don't have the capital to engage an agency. So they do a bit of the work themselves. Cool. When do you see or think or believe that it's the time to say, cool, I've done it, you've done it to this stage. Now it's time to maybe handle it on to the professionals. It's always great if, you know, for a business that is, you know, potentially in the startup phase to engage us, I would say even prior to launch. So that's something where, you know, we can actually help out that business in terms of their website, checking the conversion rate before it's finalized. So engaging us prior to even launching, I would say, would be... Yeah, would be hit the ground running. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. And these days, your brand's not really going to go anywhere without online marketing. You yeah. know, how are people yeah. going to find your website if you're not marketing online? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. If, if it is a situation where you know you need to be doing that yourself to start off with, yeah. there are a number of, of free courses online that you can just you know, just learn the basics before totally. you're starting it. And if you are seeing results through that, I can assure you that we would be able to deliver. Correct. If you're getting like, if you're great getting results, results on the free content, imagine what someone has been doing it for 5, 10, 15 years could do. Exactly. And you know we invest tens of thousands of dollars into training our staff each Just time. imagine. Yeah. And so totally. that's where you are going to get the difference from. Yeah what you know you yeah. can do yourself versus Correct. what we can do here yeah. but i definitely would encourage if it's not an option for someone to work with an agency definitely do it yourself totally you know if you can spend a week and look we've all got time in isolation yeah. um, there's a Agreed. facebook <laughs> blueprint training course online which is a really great start just to understand what's happening yeah even for our clients i would recommend it's a, a great place to to be able to understand what we are doing and yes. why we're suggesting particular totally. things as well so i always find it's great working with working with brands that do have that knowledge. So yep. when you're talking to them, it's a it's a conversation. Almost you know. on the same page. Exactly. They sort of get what you're talking about. Cool. If someone's listening now and they're thinking, I'm on the fence, yes or no, what are some things to think about for the yes side to say, yes, let's get an agency? I would say, you know, time is a big one. Yep. You know, it is very time consuming to run the strategy. Yep. And this is something that we do day in, day out. So we can be a lot more efficient. Yeah. Two, we also just know what works. Totally. We have clients across, I'd say, most industries. And so understanding where you are before you start, understanding yeah. what responds well, understanding where things are going in the landscape as well is, yeah. is knowledge that we would have over over someone else. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good, true. And like I said, I think the time is probably the, the biggest thing because if you, you're thinking that you can do it yourself because it's going to save you money, but then it's like it's taking you more time and are you doing it to the best of what you guys could do? Are you actually getting the result that you potentially could get for the money you're putting in? Sometimes it's just like, gotta bite the bullet. Exactly. Typically, we can, I mean, you know, we'll be able to generate much better results. Totally. And it'll also save, you know, the business yeah. owner time. There's so many aspects of running a business that Absolutely. You know, I'm sure their time can be better spent. Correct. And we can do Correct. I think for me, especially when, also when I started out, I was trying to do as much as I could myself. Then you handball it off because then my mindset to it was, look, where do I make the most amount of money for the business? not sitting in front of a computer until midnight trying to do ads. Like I should be sleeping, getting recovery, getting rest, so then be selling the next day because that's what I do well. Like I can promote my brand and get it out there better than anyone else could, but I'm not good at sitting in front of a computer trying to figure out what to click, what to drag, what to type, all that sort of fun stuff. 
Exactly. I mean, if your car breaks down, you don't try and like fiddle with <laughs> the motor on. until it works. Yeah. You just um, keep it until it works. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, maybe you should, maybe that'll work for a little while, and Spot you know, on. get a few more miles out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Agreed. we can jump in, and we know what's wrong. We know Spot what we can do. Perfect we know analogy. How to I like get that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good way. Good way to think of it. <laughs> it's true. If your car breaks down, yeah, what do you do? Well, if, you, if you if you get sick, you go to the doctor. You don't just Google. Well, maybe Google now could help you, but you're probably going to go to the doctors anyway. Um, cool. I, I want to just go a little bit more now into you personally and again being the CEO of such a, a big business at such a young age what why do you think you like how did you get to this role because if correct me if I'm wrong but you started as an account manager then there was more account managers then you became the account manager looking after everyone why did you go to that role and how did you get to here or what do you think I think it's just constantly learning, looking at what you have in front of you and seeing how can you make the absolute most of that. You know, starting at Megaphone when there was, you know, four people, you know, how, what can I do with my time here that's going to have the biggest impact on the company? You know, I could have sat there and worked with my 10 clients and I could have done fantastic results to them. But the way I approached it was what can I, you know, my best effort is not put just into these clients, but it's put into Megaphone. If Megaphone grows, we're going to get more clients and yeah. there's going to be more opportunities for the entire yeah. business. And so when I started at Megaphone, um, you know, I, I ran a couple of industry events um, in my first first year there. And, you know, we had over 100 people join these industry events. We had paneled guests there. That wasn't in my job description. Um, you know, I started an intern program at Megaphone and, and that wasn't in my job description. It's not about, you know, ticking all the boxes. It's about what boxes are there that, you know, you can add to that Correct. list and how can you go above and beyond with that? Good. I, I don't think that if I had come in and just done my role that I would be in this position. You'd probably still be in the same place doing the same thing. Yeah. Because you just did what you had to do and not anymore. Exactly. And not it's, push yourself. Yeah. It's, and it's all just about constantly learning as well in the marketing space you'd be very naive to think that you can <laughs> finish uni and just work with totally. that. Totally. And so it's, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts, yeah. you know, constantly training. You know, I, I did a coding course last year just to sort of understand a little bit more from that perspective. Nice. It's about just constantly expanding what you know. And that's, yeah. that's what I think I see in, you know, the employees at Megaphone as well. We're just constantly encouraging yeah. learning yeah. here. Have you had that mindset for as long as you can remember? Like even from back in high school going into uni slash college? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it was developed more in New York. So yep. that that environment brought that out of me. It wasn't something that I'd seen a lot of, I guess, going through university. Yeah. Um, but it's always been a mindset where I, you know, I always just want to do the absolute best that I can. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, and so that's something that's followed me through. Yeah. What would be what would you say your top three habits? Like, what makes you, whether you do it on a daily, whether it's a personal thing, a business thing, like your top habits, things that you do that get you the result. I think listening to staff members or listening to people, listening to anyone and actually listening to what they're saying. Realistically, the people that make Megaphone here are going to be the ones that have, you know, have learned the most or have the best insight to what we could be doing. So I think, I think listening to staff yeah. is going to be a, a huge one. I like these questions. Well, you have to think. Yeah. Even for yourself personally, like some habits that you do that think help you be the person that you've become. I definitely think keeping structure in the day as well. Okay. So I'll set myself, I'll set myself, you know, calendar uh, slots of when I'm going to be doing things. Yep. Just to make sure that I am sort of held accountable for that. I'm a very big person of, of lists. 
Yeah. Um, I like to write my lists on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, um, Do you have notepads everywhere? Notebooks everywhere? Yes, I have notebooks everywhere. <laughs> and I, I, you know, the satisfaction of crossing something off the Absolutely. list. Absolutely. So much better than checking, checking something off on Todoist. But no, I, I love Todoist. I'm a big Todoist fan. <laughs> big Todoist fan. And number three for you, what would you say? Listening, like act, but actually listening, not just, yeah, here, yeah, cool, but actually taking it in, having structure. Is that more in the back on structure, sorry? Is that more business? Or is that even personal too? Structure and business are not structured outside of business. Okay, so personal life just... Yeah, I'd say I, I keep them a little bit different. Okay. Um, I guess the last one would be learning something new each day. Nice. So whether yeah. that's you know reading an article that is, is relevant to a campaign that you're running yeah. or you know talking to a client and you know learning a new software from them. Whatever it is, it's always just learning something new, and I don't think that's necessarily a you know, you know, a structured way that I do it. But there yeah. would it would be very difficult for me to find a day where I haven't learned something new. Yeah, good, good. And I guess that probably does come back to the first one of listening, mm-hmm. taking it on board, and saying, "Cool, what did you just say? What did they say? What's the lesson in that?" Good. On that, what is the the one thing that you've learned, again, business or professional or, or sorry or personal, that just blew you away? I think something that I have learned is just, you know, perseverance and just going above and beyond. You know, I don't think that everything that I've done has been perfect and worked out, but it's it's making sure that you can persevere through that and that you can come out the other side, you know, having learned something from that and then trying it again. Yeah. I think, you know, never giving up on something that you want to yeah. achieve and constantly yeah. pushing yourself. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Do you remember a moment whether it's with Megaphone or whether it was with like maybe before you even went to New York and then you got to New York and you're working there, that you said, like, shit, this is real now? I think I remember when I, when I um, was actually speaking to, to Max about you know, taking over the role of CEO. And that was definitely a goal of mine was to be the CEO of a company um, in my career. And so having that conversation when I was 26, understanding that I'd be taking over a company of, I think by that point it would have been about you know, 16 or so staff members, was, was that moment, you know, the ball dropped and I was like, oh, you know, this is, this is real. This is a company that I can actually make a difference in. Absolutely. And, you know, seeing what I had done to date was very exciting, but also then being able to be in a leadership role in a company like this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. What did you, when you said, shit, this is real, what did you do? I think I went home and, and celebrated. I usually try, <laughs> I, I quite like to just mull things over yeah. myself for a little bit first. Yeah. I would have taken a couple of hours before I, you know, called mum. Totally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, definitely celebrating. As you do. Friends. Nice, nice. When you left or when you were in school, leaving school, is this what you envisioned? I know you said you always thought you'd be a, a CEO, but did you think that even five years ago, you would be here. Did you envision this? Yeah, I definitely wasn't inspired by that agency style. It was something that you know I'd seen on TV, and that was really my extent. <laughs> you know, leaving high school with what I had seen of you know where I wanted to work. Yeah. And so it's definitely something that I'd always had my 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 heart set on, my mindset. That's where I wanted to be, but. I don't think it was a very clear path that I had, you know, leaving yeah. high school, how yeah. I was going to get there. That was yeah. always the dream 
that was, you know, what I wanted, but I didn't have a direct path to that. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it took you to New York and then it took you back. Um, yes. Took exactly. you a lot of different places. And on that, like you sort of knew that you wanted to be in this role. You potentially, well, you just said you didn't actively have the step-by-step process, but what helped you keep going through? Like what helped you keep this fire burning, so to say, or becoming a CEO of whether it's an agency like this or whatever it might've looked like, like how did you maintain that? I think in whatever I do, it's, it's going to be growth, progression, continually learning. And so whenever I would you know, feel like I would be stagnant in a role, I feel like that would be a time where I would, would move on. Okay. Um, and so that's not something I've seen at Megaphone. It's a company that just keeps growing. And yeah. so I don't think this is, you know, somewhere that I'm, I'm looking for anything else because there's so much growth within the industry nice. here, within this company. Yeah. And there's so That'd much cool. impact that we can have. And, you know, if we can grow another 100% in the next year, we'll be sitting at 60 people. Yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. going to be a whole new learning curve. Absolutely. So, we need a new space? Yes, unless I can... <laughs> Make a double story or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I love it. I love it. What makes you... I know we sort of touched on it a bit earlier, but what makes you special in a way to get here because I, I probably don't know too many CEOs I think you said it was 20 you were 26 when you had the conversation were you 26 when you entered the role mm-hmm. yeah so 26 to now 28 so two years what makes you special like why you because how many people went to you need to study this or college and this is not an ego thing but how did you do it I think just making the most of any opportunity that comes your way you know if, if someone gives you a business card, you know, says you might like to get in touch with this person, call them, have that meeting, have totally. that conversation. Yeah. Don't let any opportunity go away. Yeah. And like I was saying with Megaphone, there were so many opportunities when I started, you know, for growth within the company, you can either choose to explore them, push and yeah. prove yourself, or you can choose to do your role. Yeah. So I think nice. it's going, just yeah, always good. doing more. Do a little and, bit extra. And even if you think nobody's watching or, you know, it's not being recognized, it will be recognized. If you're putting in that effort, you will get yeah. there. Yeah, so I guess it compounds. Like you do those little things, that little bit extra every day. Imagine what happens at the end of the year. If you do one thing extra every day, by the end of the year, you've done 365 extra things. Exactly. That's another whole year of work that you've just done. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. I get that is, because like that there, like that's my sort of mindset. Do more. Mm-hmm. Just do that little bit extra. But still, why you? In a way, you know what I mean? Like why... Because there's probably other people who do that little bit extra. Do you do just that extra more again? Yeah. Like, what's your mindset behind that? I'm trying to like get into it to understand, like, because like I said, there's not many, too, there's not too many 28 year old CEOs of an agency, right? So, what's the mindset of you playing this role? I like to put myself in different, weird, uncomfortable situations, and I feel like that makes you grow as a person a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so, whether that's in a work situation or you know, going to different events and networking things that you potentially yeah. might be outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. I think that I do quite often put myself in, in those situations yeah. and yeah. that will help, helps me grow as a person. You know, it helps you have a few more conversations with, with new people. You yeah. learn more, you get more connections. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a really good, a really good way to just constantly grow as a person. Yeah. And I think that it is the, the personal growth that, that I've seen in myself that's enabled me to continually help megaphone as well. Okay. I like it. Because again, like a lot of those things don't just relate to this, like where you are today. That mindset, that thought pattern process is relevant to if you left here tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I know you're not, but if you did and you went and did something else, like that would serve you. And that would see you elevate and go through 
the ladder, so to say, or through the ranks quickly because you've got that active mindset of wanting to grow, grow more. What was something, like did someone ever say something to you or you heard it, you read it, you watched it, whatever, that really just stuck with you? I would say one thing that I've heard my entire life, which is from my mum, she's just always said you can be whatever you want, you can do whatever you want. And it's just been a mindset from a very young age that you can do whatever you want to do. And so even when I was choosing what I wanted to do at university, I wanted something that was creative. And so it was just, you know, you could do whatever you want. And so I've done that. And I think, you know, we're being the CEO of, you know, a multi-seven-figure, a million-seven-figure company could be something that is looked at as a bit far-fetched. You know, it's always been something in my mind that's like, it's achievable. If I want to do it, I can do it. Totally. Um, And so I think that, you know, I can definitely give her the credit from instilling that in me from a young age that I can do absolutely whatever I want to do. You can, yeah. Put the work in and you'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about some, go back to some tips now, but more for whether it's a young person listening that's getting into marketing and want to sort of maybe follow your footsteps and go through the ranks and become a CEO or maybe they don't. But what's some mindset tips, maybe some strategies in an office on how to do some good work and sort of to replicate what you've been able to achieve? I would say if you are going through university in terms of the marketing side of things, do as many internships as you can. Uh, that's going to be where you actually see the type of work that's done. We've had so many interns that have come through our intern program and you know they've said, I've learned nothing of this in, in university, oh, wow. but what I want to do is work in an agency. And so it's that hands-on experience, you know, listening into client calls, listening into conversations with you know potential new clients, showing how we build a strategy, writing captions for content. It's those sort of things that get you excited about this industry. Yes, there's some great theory behind it, but it's such a fast-moving uh, moving space that what you learn one year when you want to be implementing that totally. when you finish your degree, it's, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. A month ago, Facebook was different. Exactly. You know, I, don't, I don't personally know how. You probably do, but I can probably tell you it was different because they're updating it all the time. Um, yeah, so I would just say try and get some hands-on experience. Make those connections as well. We've had a number of interns that have gone through the intern program and then have been employed here at Megaphone. Oh, awesome. So that's, that's a good. fantastic way that's to really good. get into a company. I yep. mean, and again, like I was saying, just constantly going above and beyond. If you're proving yourself in an intern position, yeah. in a company like Megaphone, where we are hiring one to two people each month, you know, there's going to be positions that are available and opportunities are going to open themselves up yeah, to you. Yeah. And just build those connections as well. You know, whether it's your parents, friends or whatever, you keep those connections. Totally. Totally. And like you said earlier, more people that, you know, based on post-COVID, that would normally probably not have bought anything online are going to be buying online. And maybe they run businesses and now start to believe that this whole online world is real. They might be now more open to the idea of marketing and, and advertising online uh you said that they go to uni now, i never went to uni i left school end of year 11 right so i'm not against uni but i just want to get your opinion that they go to uni but then they don't really learn what actually happens in these four walls why is that and do you believe that uni is valuable for this industry and this is not we're not taking a dig at anything obviously yeah, just I'm, your expert opinion i'm neither for nor against university I mean, I'd like all doctors to go to university. Um, Agreed. And pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But in a profession like marketing where, like I mentioned before, it's such a fast-moving space. What you learn, you know, three years prior in your degree is not going to help you necessarily. Correct. I think that if you can get hands-on experience, if you could 
if you could intern at a company for a year as opposed to doing a year of you know written papers and assignments that you're going to get a lot more out of that yeah and so we notice quite often that people that actually have practical experience or have have interned are a lot further along than people fresh out of university i think it takes a really long time to get the curriculum approved at university okay and so if we were you know just say running a course on on facebook strategy by the time that's approved we've got a new strategy <laughs> and, and that's yeah. how fast things are yeah. changing yeah. and you yeah. know, we need to be able to pivot things and, and you don't have time to go through the yeah. approval process but you know university is fantastic as well and I think the benefit that you can get from university is a lot of growing up yeah um, which okay. which I would say that I got through through university but also through going to America didn't know anyone in the entire state I think something like that is going to help you grow as a person. Totally. As well as something like studying. Correct. Or, or going yeah. to. Yeah. Just imagine that personal growth you would have had to not have a single contact. I'm not going to say I didn't freak out for the first 24 hours, but after that, I loved it. Loved every minute of it. It, it was always something I said, well, it'd be so cool to go there and do that, like watching it. I would highly recommend it if, if anyone's considering going over and doing a semester or even. Not doing- now, though. Don't go now. Not now. Don't go now. <laughs> don't fly. No, don't fly now. Um, but yeah, when, when this is this is all over, yeah. um, I think it would be a really fantastic thing. If you can do it while you're at uni, while you're studying, that's fantastic. You can also go you know, you're afterwards and try and do a year of it, just like I did um, in New York at the startup. Yeah. And that's just helped me grow and learn Good. so much. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. This has been incredible. I've taken tons of notes. I've written all, written all over my session notes here and my, and my run sheet. But like... Even that, like, like that last thing that you said, like your mum always mentioned, like you can be anything, like you can do anything. I think that's really powerful. And I, and I love the fact that you shared that because um, it does lead to, well, yeah, look where you are now. Like you're living proof that that is possible. Uh, and you've done a lot to now. It's scary to think what you're going to be able to achieve, which is also very exciting as well. Um, best way for people to contact you. Yeah, absolutely. You can just send me an email, lauren at megaphonemarketing.com.au. Also check out our website. We've got a blog as well. So great way to keep up to date. You can follow us on Instagram there as well. LinkedIn. Yeah, Yeah, good. I'll make sure I put all that information in on the show notes so people can get there as well. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible. I've learned a lot. Uh, I'm sure the listeners have learned a lot. Uh, Any last just one thing. Any last thing you wanted to mention, thinking off the top of your head, like, yeah, this might be good to add in. I think just a great thing is just how can you stay motivated yourself? If you can stay motivated towards your goals, it's going to help you achieve them. So figuring out what motivates you good. and you know what is going to give you drive in life to actually achieve those goals yeah, is good. really important. Nice, nice. There it is. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that session. I absolutely did. Uh, make sure you share that with your friends and family as well. But until next time, enjoy your day, your morning, your night, wherever you are. And I look forward to uh, seeing you on the next episode.